Welcome to the Birmingham Lit Fest Presents podcast series. I'm Kit Duval and I've worked with the festival director Chantal Edwards as guest curator of this year's podcast series. Each Thursday, across the next few months, we'll be releasing new episodes of the podcast, including wonderful discussions about writing, poetry, big ideas and social issues. I'm very excited to introduce this week's guest, artist and political commentator, Cold War Steve. Interviewing him for the Birmingham Lit Fest podcast was a career highlight for me as a long-time fan of his work. Cold War Steve is a Birmingham born and raised artist who specialises in surreal, satirical and hilarious collages originally made on his phone and iPad. Since 2016, Cold War Steve's Twitter account, with almost daily posts commenting on current social and political issues, has been a lifeline to many in these dark times. In this episode, we talk about the ways his work tells the story of Birmingham and the Midlands, the power of art to call out fascism and art as therapy. First question I want to ask you is, do I call you Cold War Steve or do I call you Chris? (laughs) Well, you can call me either really, but I think it's at the moment I get called Steve probably 50% of the time and then Chris the other 50%. So even my wife and kids start calling me Steve as well. So it, it, <laughs> it really doesn't great. matter. Well, I'm going to call you Caldwell Steve because that's your, yeah. that's for me encapsulates who you are. Um, <laughs> what a privilege for me to get to um, interview you. I have admired your work. In fact, when did you start these pictures? How long ago? It was... March 2016. Right, and what made you start doing them? Cold War Steve, my alter ego, began in March 2016. I'd done quite a few different parody type things on on Twitter just just for something to do really. And then that time, February, March 2016, was quite a low point for me. I had, you know, suffered with pretty poor mental health most of my adult life, but that period was a, you know, I was hospitalised. It was, it was, and then coming out of hospital, part of my um, new focus and, and therapy really was to channel more of my anxiety and stuff into just creating these images. I'm quite crude at first, just putting Phil Mitchell in a famous Cold War scene um, <laughs> and just uploading it on Twitter and, and seeing what happened. But it, it got really popular really quickly and it really, it, you know, that gave me now something that I could focus on that was positive yeah and it so it certainly helped helped me enormously with my mental health and and it's it kind of grew from there really and it didn't start becoming the the kind of satirical thing that it is now until the brexit referendum happened yes so none of my pieces were particularly political or satirical but then the night that the result came in it was you know it just felt so crushing for me and and i diverted my anxieties into 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 more and more satirical pieces and and it's just grown from there as the 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 more inept the government have been the more material i've got and and it's kind of grown hand in hand with with their their uh ineptitude yeah absolutely i can remember i saw an interview that you gave i think it was just uh, it was after brexit but before the pandemic and before the abomination that is the present government yeah. Um, the reincarnation is, is now. And you said, yeah, we know, we'll have to see what happens. I don't think I'm going to run out of material. <laughs> and you're like, 
you could not have predicted <laughs> how know. bad things would get because yeah. uh, you know obviously I know so many of your pictures that were very Brexit focused but yeah. you could actually lift some of those um, you know motifs that you've done there and it would apply to the current chaos and the current you know oh completely yeah it's it's just the way um, it's almost seamless because it Yes. Brexit happened and, 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 and I was always going to keep shining a light on the government, uh, regardless. But a lot of people were saying, look, it's done now. What are you going to do? And then, um, bang, pandemic yes. arrived. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, whoa, how do I deal with this? It's a bit, you know, but, um, it's so, and it's, you couldn't have predicted that it would be this catastrophic. Oh, but, and you're right in saying that it's, you know, the, the parallels between the two. So you've got, it's almost like you've got the same, people that were you know lying to people about getting the brexit vote and pro brexit and and everything they've they're all now moved on to um being disastrous in in managing you know the, the country's response to this pandemic so it's a lot of the pieces are you know I, I sometimes just retweet one from brexit days and people go oh yeah so on the money and so on <laughs> like yeah but that was like a year ago <laughs> yes and it's amazing that they're at least as applicable now yeah. as they were there and i saw the other day one of the tweets that you'd done which was like you said i've just spent an hour blocking fascists um, and, oh, yeah. and a, a couple of choice words, which I completely applaud, which I won't say. Um, <laughs> but tell me about being attacked online by um, by the fascists, who clearly can feel the power and strength of your work. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. That's because initially, when I first got people sending not particularly nice things, it was always Brexiters or or, or Tories and stuff. And, yeah, and the first ones are quite quite jarring because i get lots you know i might get a hundred that are saying oh that's brilliant but then just one that says you know lefty this that and the other um seems to have more power and it really you know i found it quite difficult but then i thought no i'm not gonna it's not gonna stop me person that i detest probably more than any in the world is nigel farage and what he's done and what he continues to do yeah and these things where he's going out in his boat in the channel Yes. You know, it infuriates me. So I was doing pictures that obviously send up that and compare him to fascists of, of history. And then obviously the each one I do of that, I know that I'm going to go through the comments and there's going to be some problems. But the weekend, the, I think I did one, I can't remember what it I think it was, <laughs> there was a picture of Farage sort of reclining on the grass by the coast, looking out to sea in his, in his kind of shirt tucked into his shorts. <laughs> um, and I, I, I did him admiring, um, sort of a Nazis marching past. Yes. And from that, it was just, you know, loads of positive stuff, but then some really quite worrying accounts. Wow. Um, so I just went on a blocking spree and I think someone said, well, how do you know they're fascists? Um, because they've got a swastika in there <gasps> as their avatar. Really? They've got, you know, Oswald Mosley as their avatar. And they're, they're, you know, they're not hiding it and that it's like, at nationalist and they're, they're, they're actual in this day and age people living in britain actual people that that refer to themselves as being uh, a fascist and it's just utterly staggering i was going to say it's amazing that they're offended why are they offended by that picture do you know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> they should be applauding the fact that you recognize something that they believe in but i mean i do, I do suppose uh, yeah. it shows the the limitations of their 
understanding. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. How long does a piece typically take you? It depends. It's Some of them are, are you know, the, the big, epic, sort of um, Hieronymus Bosch, uh, Bruegel-type yeah. ones. They can take a few days and can be quite draining because I'm having to look at all these horrible people that I'm um, cutting and pasting and, yes. and stuff like that. But but they can take ages. But then some of the, the you know, the, the one I did last night, for instance, just it was just a quick half an hour of putting it together and finding the a lot of it comes from just trying to find the right backdrop and, and the right pictures really and then putting it together and seeing if it looks right and then going back to it. But some of them, like Benny's Babies, for instance, which uh, you'll be aware of, Yes. Um, that took you know days and days that that took but but it was enjoyable because it was nice people yes yes and it was your hometown of Birmingham hometown yeah (laughs) and some of some of the I mean clearly you have you definitely have a knowledge of classical art just by some of the compositions that you put together and some of the mm. very classical works that you've referenced. Where does that knowledge come from? That's just a love of, of art, really. I, I did go to art college after school where I wanted to pursue a career in art somehow, but that never happened. Um, but it's always been something that I've, 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 I've read and watched, love going to galleries. So it, it's been a passion that I've, that I've had. And that you know it seeps into what i do now yeah. in the ref you know sometimes i just out and out reference famous or not so famous artworks and use them as backdrops or bits of them and sometimes i'll, I'll use the you know the, the layout and the the character formation on the all the dialogue between the characters you know I'll, I'll have it been influenced by you know bosch or someone like that so it it is yes. very important and it's it's not something i've consciously done i think it's just because each picture i do you know, I don't want to do just a quick throwaway picture. I do, each one I do, I want to look like it would be, you know, that a picture ain't so right, really, you know, on someone's wall. So that, I mean, that would help for print sales, but then yeah. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> that's not the, you know, I want it to look, it's not just a quick Photoshop chucked on, on Twitter, you know, I want it to be a composition in its own right. Yes. And have you considered, or, or have you had an exhibition, or are you going to have an exhibition of your work? Yeah, the, the first ever one was at uh, The Social, which is a, a bar and music venue in London. And that's where I met my now manager, agent type person, Carl Gosling. And that was, we didn't know what to do. And basically, we just threw up about a 100 of my pictures off Twitter on the wall with blue tack <laughs> in the bar. So it was, it was quite ramshackle, but it was... It was fun and, and it, it got a bit, quite a bit of attention. And, and that point really, it, it, it sort of springboarded me up in the, in the people's conscious, really, especially in the art world. And I've done, I did a talk with Jeremy Deller at the National and I've had uh, a small exhibition at the Whitworth in Manchester. And it's the, the Birmingham gallery is one that I always wanted to, because other yes. people getting in touch, I thought, come on, Birmingham, please, you know, <laughs> and then. Yes. And then they got in touch and said they'd love to do something. And, and I, was, I was really, really thrilled. And, and they were brilliant. They basically gave me free reign to, to do whatever I wanted, really, as long as I was using some of their um, archive. But it is, I mean, the art world, is, it's a difficult thing to crack and get into. And I don't properly feel that I am in it at the moment. But because I'm coming from it from such a new, unique way, really, I don't know whether actual serious artists would consider what I do to be art or, or, or not but that doesn't bother me 
really. Well, as you know, when on when I knew I was going to do this interview, I put a call out on Twitter and I said, well, I'm going to be interviewing Cold War Steve as a pinnacle of my literary career. <laughs> and have you got any questions for him or comments? And the overwhelming comment I had was from people saying, thank you for us, <laughs> for articulating how we feel and, and for putting into words things that you felt but didn't even know how to express that's certainly how I feel. I'm so horrified by the present government. And then I yeah. see, like, for example, the, the one I love, and it's one of your most simple, where it's Dominic <laughs> Robb in a mastermind chair. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> or the one of Boris Johnson and Cummings in prison, we can only hope. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Boris Johnson in a Weatherspoons. And so some yeah. of these pictures really sort of give for people like me, and I know for your thousands and thousands of followers on Twitter, they they give us hope that other people think the way we do. And in fact, you, I mean, that yeah. is the function of art. The, the function of art is to give voice to um, to thoughts and to feelings and to have this connection with people. So from me, yeah. I can tell you, you're a proper artist and you're in the art world, Steve. So in your um, collages, there's, there's two groups of people. You've got the recurring people like Steve McFadden and Scylla um, and, and other people. Bungle, I think you put him in one. You're absolutely adore. Um, and then you've got, obviously, the others, uh, the, the large, large group of people that are, you know, running our country at the moment into the ground, let's just say. Tell me about those two different groups of people. So first of all, tell me about Steve McFadden and Scylla and why you've chosen those people to appear again and again in some of the uh, the work that you do. Yes, yeah, so Steve McFadden, I mean, that's where it comes from, Cold War Steve, in, in that it was Steve McFadden playing Phil Mitchell that I was placing into these historical pictures of the Cold War. So it was, I mean, it was just a one joke incongruity of of having a drunk Phil Mitchell yeah. sat with um, Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev or, or something <laughs> so that's and then as I evolved and, and got more more satirical I've kind of kept him there so he's gone from just being a incongruous uh, comedy type inclusion into actually representing me in the pieces now so, or or if not me then mm. then people you know, of a similar mindset of to me, um, which is why he's more often than not either looking incredibly anguished at what's going on around him, or angry, or or just bemused by the whole thing. So I've kind of kept him in there just as a, a, a constant, really, because people say, "Oh, you should watermark it." You know, you 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 put um, you know at Cold or Steve across the bottom of a picture because people might share it and not you know make it out that's their own and stuff like that and i said well i don't need to do that because you know i've got steve mcfadden in the middle and that's 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 um that's kind of authenticity of where it's come from yes so he's in there and it's like your signature yeah so he's there Scylla is a different <laughs> Scylla is um a different thing and it's i mean i initially included her it's a, a photo that was taken by someone I met on Twitter called Ben Cogan. And he booked this restaurant table with his um, friends and, and sat in his seat was Scylla Black. And he asked her if, you know, he said, look, I've, I've reserved this. Is it all right if you, you move? And she didn't. She refused to move and just looked at him like that. So he took a picture of her. And it's a great picture of her. 
uh, and I started including it in because she's looking at camera. She's almost looking at the viewer as if to yes. say, you know, what <laughs> what's happening. So it worked really well. And then someone grasped me up to him because I didn't know who he was, <laughs> the guy who had taken the picture and said, look, he's using your your thing. And I was like, oh, no. What's it really? But, he, you know, it turned out to be really, really nice, exactly in the same wavelength as me about everything. And we've actually become quite good friends on on there. So So I can use it, you know, as I want. Her inclusion, I started to, to make her smaller and smaller, and then it was hiding her. And that came out just as another little thing for people to do, really, in trying to, to find where she is, but also because I, I can't stand her. <laughs> I can't stand putting her in <laughs> pictures. Yeah. Um, and I've long, long, long thought, should I just, just leave her out? Which I yeah. virtually do sometimes because she's barely visible. You know, you might just see her. A shadow of a, an eye or something but and i thought about getting rid of her in case it detracts you know i'll do a piece that takes hours and hours and hours and then the only comments i get are where is she yeah oh, there she yes. is and things like that i'm like no look at the art not silla but it's actually <laughs> <laughs> people people clearly get some enjoy from that fact you can people can do both you can spot silla and sort of look at the overriding message of the the piece I'm trying to make. That's not a problem. But I got um a lovely message from from someone who said his his wife who who had a brain injury, she loves looking at my pictures and, and trying to find Scylla and they spend kind of hours doing that and looking at it. It was so sweet and nice. I thought I'm never going to be able to get rid of her. The other group of people, shall we call the government broadly speaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. supporters of the government. Uh, I'm just going to talk uh, about two p- pictures that I particularly love slash hate. Dominic <laughs> Cummings taking a shit on the Code of Conduct <laughs> and wiping his ass on the Bill of Rights, which what, is absolute genius. And the other one is Blind Date, where you have Scylla sitting with Boris Johnson, um, choosing from the three candidates who are Trump, Harold Shipman and Putin. And... <laughs> They are absolutely great. And I think Phil's a cameraman in, in that one. Um, yeah. Have you had yeah, their heart-eating pictures and they're absolutely on point? Have you had mm. any sort of legal action threatened against you? Do you know what the response <laughs> no. has been by the government to any of these? But they must be aware of them. Uh, I hope they're aware of them. I've not had touch wood any legal kind of things brought against me. When I did my first book with Thames and Hudson last year, it was only then really that, that we, I and, and Carl and other, other people started to get a bit twitchy about potential legal action that someone may or may not bring against me. So I took out, I have got some insurance for that, for purposes of that. But then I've often thought, well, you know, if, if someone like Nigel Farage wanted to sue me, then brilliant, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. Yeah, it's, that's, it's fantastic if he did. But no, it's not something that I'm going to worry about, to be honest with you, because I think they're in the positions that they're in um, and the job and the stuff that they're doing to the country and to to human beings. You know, I, I, I think what I'm me putting them in a picture, no matter how scathing or, or whatever, is, is nothing compared to what they're doing to people. So completely, um, you know, that's 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 what I think. Yeah. Has your work translated beyond the UK? Is is there any sort of market? Do people get it, for example? You know, we, everybody that sees your pictures that's, you know, from the UK and, and certainly 
those possibly political persuasion mm. understand completely what you're saying, but does it work anywhere but the UK and, and Ireland, presumably? Yeah, Ireland it works really well, but I think it's it does to a certain extent. There's you know a lot of, a lot of feedback from Brits abroad and things like that, but yes. it is especially the Brexit stuff resonates seem to resonate well in Europe, um, you know, Netherlands and. Germany and places like that, which is which is really great, and which I've loved because I wanted them to see it. You know, look in Britain, we're not all like Nigel Farage. Um, yes, you know, it's in, important. But but America is obviously somewhere that I'd love to to break because it's there for the take. You know, the I mean, we've got it bad with our prime minister and everything like that. But Donald Trump is just something else. You know, beyond any kind of wild nightmare fantasy. So I do keep sort of poking the stick with um sort of US themed ones. The humour in it and observations is still very much what I do. But I think they do I'm I'm hoping they do anyway, but we've we've launched um the Trumpscape jigsaw, which is, was done specifically for a US audience. And that's a big hellscape type one with Donald Trump and, and American celebrities and things like that in an effort to, to try and tap into the, uh, especially, you know, later this year, there'll be the, uh, presidential elections and things like that. So it is an area that I've, that I am sort of chipping away at and hopefully can, can break through. And do you find yourself sort of very much keeping up to date with the social and political ideas of the day in America? Presumably that must take you a lot of time anyway to try and get into that. Do you know what I mean? To, to understand yeah. it enough to be able to comment satirically on it. Yeah, I've always sort of followed the news anyway, but especially now I'll be be looking out for, for different stories and things like that, listening to the radio and, and just picking up on, on bits and pieces that come through. But it's, it's a never-ending supply of material, isn't it, at the <laughs> I moment? Know. You know? Well, <laughs> as you say, at the moment, we it's going from bad to worse and nobody could have predicted that the absolute mess that this country would have been in, and, and no. America and indeed the world in lots of ways, and the lurch to the right. Is there anyone that you are absolutely dying to put in a picture and you're just waiting for the <laughs> right moment? Um, no, I don't think so. I've, I've, I think I've covered them all pretty much. I don't think there's anyone. I mean, there's some that I... I've always said I wouldn't. You know, people like Katie Hopkins and um, yes. Stephen Laxey, Lennon, aka yes. Tommy Robinson, because I don't want to give them any publicity or any oxygen or anything really, even if it is to to rip the um, pee out of them. Yes, I still, I just don't feel, I just don't want them anywhere near what I'm what I'm doing really. But but other than that, you know, there'll be there'll be new ones that will come along. You know, um, Gavin Williamson, the Education Secretary, is making more appearances now and. So as the news unfolds, there'll be more characters coming in and then some falling by the wayside. And Do you have really quick responses to some uh, some situations, like, for example, the A-level results, which is really very, very uh, current at the moment? Um, mm. Did you sort of think at the minute it struck, oh, I know the picture I'm going to do because I absolutely <laughs> love that picture in the classroom. Was the fabulous. classroom, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you sort of think, you know, does it come to you straight away or do you have to sort of spend some time working out what you're going to do? A bit of time. There's a bit of thought going, you know, so it's A-level results is happening in two days' time and then picking up on bits of information that it's going to be a mess or a disaster. So I'll I'll have sourced a, a background and have an idea and 
done a few sketches of, of what I want to do. So then on, on the day itself, it's sort of ready to, and then I'll check the news. Yep. They haven't disappointed me. It's a disaster. <laughs> Post, send it off. <laughs> Right, so some of it is you anticipating, I love this idea, it's you anticipating what mess they're going to make and actually getting your work ready. That is fascinating because I'm not there, I'm still, you know, reactive and horrified, you know, when it breaks, but I like that you're horrified a week before. So so have you anticipated next disaster already? No, I don't think so. Nothing. It's you know, I'll, 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 I've got hundreds of pictures where I'm just literally getting an idea and just quickly um, cobbling something together, and and yes. I'll go back to it and think, yeah, that's not really worked, or well, maybe that's a bit far. But then it's so just reactive. Let me just go back to that. You've <laughs> actually got pictures where you think I've gone a bit far. They are yeah. the connoisseur collection pictures, I think. <laughs> I'm That's really for the anthology happy. in, you know, uh, <laughs> 10 years' time. Absolutely. It'll be, uh, I mean, going a bit far is probably some I'm, I'm, I'll look at, I think, you know, if I send this, is it what's, you know, an IOM and R? And, and more often than not, I'll just send it anyway. The one yeah. I did last night was very, I'd done, which is pretty Patel on the beach looking down at a drowned woman and baby. I did it earlier in the, today because it obviously reacts into the news that, that unfortunately a um, refugee migrant had, had drowned in the sea and then Priti Patel and the government you know their culpability really in, in, in it and their attitudes towards these human beings that they keep referring to as illegal you know completely dehumanizing them so that's something I'm angry and upset about and I did the picture which is really stark and bleak and I thought wow this is it's it's getting the message across that I want to get across it's not funny in any way, shape, or form. You know, it's very matter of fact. Is it going to be a bit much? So I, I sat on it for a bit, and then just before bed, I thought I looked at it again, and then looked at it again. I thought, oh, I don't know. <laughs> press send. <laughs> just press send. It's so. I mean, it's fantastic and terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's you know really hard hitting. I think, but and that's one of one that I I won't look at the comments because because I know there's going to be. You know, but a quick scan through this morning, and actually, it was again a lot of people echoing what you said earlier, and that it's what people have been thinking, and to see it articulated in in quite a simple way, really, in in the form of picture, and how powerful that can be. So that's that's really you know what I get most from it is is when people send things like that that they they it's something that they were thinking but couldn't articulate as such, but they can see yeah. it in a picture. So it's quite, and I. I feel you know really thankful and appreciative that i'm in that position that i can now channel those the anger and anxiety into something like a picture whereas before i'd have struggled you know ranting or yes or, you know, i don't know what I'd, <laughs> something unhealthy probably in 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 dealing with it but now i can and channel it into something like this which 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 i think is is, is, is quite a powerful thing to to be able to do i think so and i i also know that it's it enables a sort of healing might be a bit too strong but just a way of yeah. people you know seeing something and, and just knowing that other people think the same and that that this yeah. is an absolute travesty i know that when i saw that picture and i know so many people had said about that picture that it was your best yet mm. um because it was you know that really a, a 
attacking the government or just commenting on, on the callousness of the mm. government towards the most vulnerable people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is what makes it so powerful. Where do you see your work going in the future? Do you think you are going to remain an online satirical commentator or do you see yourself moving into different areas of art? I think it remain where I am. I think it's, you know, from my own, if, if I, because sometimes if I've had a commission or something, I'll have to, to, to stay off Twitter for a while while I focus on, you know, doing the, the, the work that I need to do. But then I'll come back to it because it's, that's the area that I enjoy most. I do, I, I just love to get the feedback and the reactions and the comments. That's, you know, and I would miss that if I, if I didn't have it. So, you know, there'll be different projects that I'll be doing and I won't be able to spend as much time. I mean, the lockdown, for instance, I was churning them out. Um, yes. you know, I'd gone from doing, you know, one or two a week to doing two a day almost. And that's one, it was lockdown. So what else could I do? And also because obviously the news was just unfolding and, and the disaster was, was playing out before us. And it was just the material was there. I had the time and, and, and I could do it. So it may be that, you know, I won't be doing as many on, on online, but. It's certainly something that I'll, I'll continue to do. I know that one of the comments that you made during the lockdown, I think, or just after the lockdown, is that your wife works in a dementia care home. And That's right. And you were very horrified at the way Boris Johnson had claimed to be so protective of them, which we know is absolute <laughs> bollocks. Pardon for swearing, but that's as <laughs> I can put it. Mm. Um, and you yourself work for the probation service. Yeah. Uh, are you yeah. still working for the probation service or are you doing this full time now? No, this is full time now. So, uh, yeah, I did work for them. I, I took a year's break when, when everything started getting quite busy just to see if I could make a go of it. So that's been over a year now. So this is my, uh, full time job. But I, they've been, they were lovely, but I don't think I'll be able to go back anyway because I've, because it's classed as a civil servant job. So I've definitely breached the code of civil servants <laughs> in displaying impartiality, not displaying impartiality. But yeah, so I worked probation and saw and experienced firsthand what the Conservative government did to that. You know, Chris Grayling privatized half of the probation service, you know, decimated the whole profession. So it's, you know, and I could see firsthand working with um, the people that have been affected by austerity you know I could yes. go in and literally see the, the harm and damage that was being done by these um you know friends of billionaires yes absolutely which as we know is still going on by the time mm. this podcast comes out we'll no doubt have several more disasters that yes. you will have com uh, commented <laughs> on and uh, please never 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 stop and um, <laughs> definitely one of the reasons i turn on twitter every day um, Thank you. And for, for for the many many people that have contacted me asking uh, asking me to say thank you and don't stop and what's next, um, we send you our love and thanks and uh, thank you for being part of the Birmingham Literature Festival. No, it's an absolute honour. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Birmingham Lit Fest Presents podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to tell us about it. Leave us a review and a rating. Find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Beham Litfest and take a look at the rest of this year's digital programme on our website at www.birminghamliteraturefestival.org. You can download our latest podcast episodes every Thursday from all the places you would normally get your podcasts. Until then, happy reading.
The Birmingham Lit Fest Presents podcast is curated by Chantal Edwards and produced by 11C and Birmingham Podcast Studios for Writing West Midlands.